What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 89. I'm your host, Riley. Riley. I don't know Riley. why an Australian accent just peaked out of my head. Good day, mates. That was I'm Riley Hamwell. This, this, this is me main mate, Andy Nesbitt from Fall the Wind. Cheerio, Andy. Holy crap. That was funny. Uh, I'm with Andy. <laughs> Holy Hi, Riley. Is everything all right, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. Um, what a weekend. Did that Masters like live up to the hype or what? It had a little bit. I'm sure there's a little bit of drama missing on Sunday, but... The only reason why that was missing is because Scheffler did fucking incredible things. But it was a fun four days. I'm sad it's over. But, man, I just unreal times. It really was. And I don't remember the last time. Obviously, I don't know how many pick people actually picked Rory to win. But mm. uh, the result was almost as chalk as it could possibly be going into the week. Like, there was a yeah. bunch of drama. A bunch of guys were in it. You know, Sungjae was leading out the round one. Cameron Smith, whatever. Eight birdies, two doubles on Thursday. And a bunch of people were near the top. But it was almost just Scotty and Cam Smith, the two consensus mm-hmm. picks going into the week. It's what everyone... It's all, all the hardcore golf fans wanted on Sunday, right? Cameron and Yeah, and those were the two guys. Everybody thought it was either going to be one of those guys that was going to win. And Scotty was, like, the most, like, disrespected number one player in the world going into it, right? Like. Yeah, casual golf fans are like, what has he done? Who is he? We all know he's really good, but none of us were like, I'm taking Scotty Scheffler to win the Masters. Like, we all just thought he wasn't going to win it. And uh, boy, did he win it. Yeah, I saw, I saw a uh, Pat McAfee clip. He did not know who Scotty Scheffler was going into the Masters. He's just the best golfer in the world. Right, rightfully so. I mean, if you're not oh, a hardcore golf fan, like, you don't know what he's done since the beginning of February. You don't know his story. Like, you, you might remember what he did to Rom Sunday at the Ryder Cup, maybe. But like that's some hardcore golf shit right there. So like, like a friend of mine who has kind of watched some golf and kind of gone away from a little bit before the tournament. He's like, "Is this Scotty Scheffler guy any good?" I'm like, "Dude, like he's really good." (laughs) And like he's like, "I don't think so." I think my buddy's like, "I think he's the most overrated number one player in the world." Like, all right. And then like Sunday, I'm like, "He's up by five, bro." He's like, "All right, he's pretty good." When you can four putt on 18 to win the Masters by three, you had a pretty good week. That's what Smiley Coffin tweeted. I was going to read that. He said he had the line of the week when he said. Four putting on 18th green to win by three is just dream. It's just a dream. That's a dream finish. I was so nervous over those putts. I couldn't even watch it. I wasn't. Keep fucking missing them. Oh, eight putt that green. <laughs> They're chanting his name in between one of the misses. And I'm like, okay, he probably like, so I can I just pick this up and just move. We pick up, move along. It's all good. Don't even die this in, right? Can you give me this? <laughs> can I, it's just good. Yeah. I, we don't need the fish to get it in all right. I, I can miss I'm like, just pick it up and just go. Oh, you won. It's all yours. <laughs> it was a shit show. No, nah, he was he was unbelievable. It was he, it's incredible. He just plays golf. That's like the only way I can describe Scotty Scheffler. He doesn't worry about golf swing. He doesn't worry about what it looks like. He just tries to get the ball in the hole and as little as shots possible. Yeah, nothing nothing summed up Scotty Scheffler than what he did on 15 on Sunday, right? He went for it in two from the top of the hill, like old school. Like not a lot of guys are going for it in two there because of the winds and just because of the new hole design. And with a four or five stroke lead at that time, like he could have laid up, chipped up, taken his birdie, maybe his par, but he went for it in two and hit him a great shot, high draw into the green, just trickled off the back. I mean, that's just who he is. I think that shows a lot about how difficult the guys think that wedge shot is on 15. Because you're hitting yeah. it off a downslope that looks like this. 
And I know, and I, I was like, I was hoping, I didn't know, like, during the week, like, man, it'd be great. Like, the whole, the whole kind of sucked this week. There was no Eagles on the whole for the first time, like, forever. Uh, you know, and they talked about how there was a west wind or something coming in from the green, so, like, players can go for it. So that played part of a hindrance into it. But I just missed the Sunday of, like, everyone hitting their tee ball to the top of the hill and just staring down, waiting for the guy in front of them to get off the green. And, like, you sit there and wait to watch them hit this four iron. Is it going to go on the green? Is it going to go through it? I felt like 15 is one of the best golf holes ever. And it was, it was, a, it was a bummer all week this week. Yeah. I don't know. Did you hear, is that the abnormal win for Augusta national? Like, is it not supposed to yeah, be? Yeah. Chambly was talking about it Sunday night. Cause I was ready to like go on online, just destroy it. But it's like, apparently like that's an abnormal wind. And Interesting. he was quick to say a number of times, like if the wind wasn't coming from the West, it would have been different. And I'm like, all right, I wasn't there on the ground. I do think it was, worst case scenario for Augusta national for the, this to be the first year of that whole change. And it just played shitty just because of the wind. Yeah. It was like, man, I was just, I was dying to see that. Cause we got a little bit of a better taste on Sunday. Cause it, the wind was down. And like, yeah. I know just from watching it, I know Rory went for the green, obviously Scotty. Oh no, Rory didn't go for the green on Sunday, no. did he? I think he had a shitty drive. That's why. It felt like those but, trees on the left came more into play. Like if you hear drive just a little bit left, like you were pretty much had to. Yeah. Cause they lengthened it, but they also re uh, contoured it. So like anything that landed even in the middle of the fairway ended up behind those trees. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit tough. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the change yet. I feel like I almost need to see it a full tournament when the wind like doesn't automatically make it a three shot hole. Right. That's what it was. The first two days was a three. You have to hit three shots. How are we like five minutes into this? And we haven't said the two words that matter the most from the masters. Tiger played Tiger Woods. Oh, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods. I mean, what he did, granted, his weekend sucked. And like you could tell that his leg was just like everything was getting worse as we all thought it would. And like Saturday, I guess Saturday there was seen to be horrible. Like I listened to Bill Burr's podcast, a comedian. He was there for Saturday. He was like, it was freezing there. Like the wind was whipping. It was just bad conditions for Tiger. And, and he didn't, he putted horribly on Saturday. Um, but he made the weekend <laughs> like we talked yeah. about. Remember, like two weeks ago, we're like, is he gonna play in the Masters? Not only did he play, he shot a one under on, on, on Thursday, which is one of the greatest rounds of golf I've ever watched. It was incredible, and it just man, it sucks that because even over the weekend where he played like shit and his leg was probably not feeling great, it was a little bit of I was expecting the driver to be the problem. Right. Not no, being able to keep up. He can't get off that back leg. Right. to get to his lead side or whatever. It was the best thing he did all week was his driver. He I mean, he hit a couple of, he, he hit a couple of loose ones on Thursday and Friday. But over the weekend, he was dialed in with the driver. Mm -hmm. And it sucks that he just seemed to three putt every single time he hit a green. Couldn't putt. And he said it a lot like he's from Florida now. Like he doesn't just have like the Augusta breaks just aren't aren't here in Florida. And, yeah. you know, and putting and putting in in your backyard and putting in, you know, at the masters in front of all these people, it's a lot different. And those greens are notoriously bad. I mean, on the first round, listen to the players he beat in the first round, Hideki Matsuyama, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau. He beat all those guys. Yeah. I could have been played 509 days before that he was playing on one leg and he beat them all with a one under 71, which is like and he, that par he had Thursday on 18, where he hit the trees off his drive. And had like 250 in and set him up for, for I mean, it was a classic Tiger Woods par. Like I was just giggling on my couch going, I can't believe we're seeing this. I, yeah, I think just, he got up and down. Works his what, ass off for a par. 
it was just it was the whole weekend and then like yeah he wasn't in it on but on sunday like i'm still like 17 he had a tee shot left and he was he was grinding over it like he was yeah come on get get right get right and like he was still grinding like 90 strokes back on the 17th hole that's what tiger woods is all about and that's what's why it's so fun to watch him i think the weekend or the week for him was successful because i think in his head i th- he wanted to make the weekend right and he did it he like, did it with I, ease. yeah it wasn't really even close like it looked to be a little bit in jeopardy on friday because he opened what he turned with a 40 or like a 39 yeah. something really not great um and then he made some birdies coming home and made the cut easily when it didn't even think about not making it um but it was just very very impressive it was everything I wanted it to be. It was like that, that Thursday, just like it was like when Michael Jordan first came back years ago to the Bulls after he retired, like he beat the Hawks on like a game winning shot in final seconds. And you're like, oh, my God, Michael Jordan, this is what we remember. Like these are the t- like he's back. This is unbelievable. And when Tiger rolled in that birdie putt on 16 on Thursday and gave that Thursday afternoon fist pump. Like how many players fist pump on a Thursday afternoon? Tiger does because everyone else is kind of like, you know, whatever. Tiger's fucking grinding. He wants to beat your face in. And so he knocks in that birdie and pumps his fist. And that was one of those moments where you're like, this is really nice. It just felt very grateful to be able to watch it being played. Yeah. Augusta and golf is just a better place with Tiger, obviously. And it's good. So he committed to the open, which is fun, which we yeah. said that he was going to play in the open because easy walk, San Andrews. He's like, apparently that's his favorite golf course in the world. Did not know that. I thought it was Augusta. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. So he's going to be at the open, which is awesome. He said he doesn't know if he's going to be at Southern Hills, which he's won there before. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. What he's he's won there before. I, you know, it's the hills is in the name. So it's got, I mean, from what I remember, there's some hills in it. And I think in those, like this, this course, Augusta obviously helps him because you can play there once a year and know where everything is. Right. Southern yeah. Hills. different. When you go, once you go to different courses, St. Andrews helps him because he knows it really well, but like, I don't know. I think it'll be tougher for him at the, at the uh, PGA. Yeah, going to that's like only like thirty. Stuff. Yeah, it's like thirty-five days away too. Like when you saw him walking around after eighteen on Sunday, like he didn't look like he was in good shape. But I know we're officially in that part of the schedule where major championships are just here. Like it, uh, yeah. it popped up on my Twitter that like, oh, we'll see at the next major in a month. It's like, oh shit, yeah, it's like a month. Here away. we go. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, keep forgetting the PGA's in there, and then he got the Open in June, and then he got the U.S. Open in June, and then the uh, British Open uh july just here we go yeah we're just in the middle of it which is awesome um i want to add what do you think what do you think about cam on sunday opens birdie birdie and then obviously he was playing a little bit on the aggressive side um what do you think about him on uh the last day he had one bad swing and we see it every every year on 12 someone who's in contention comes up short and watches their ball trickle back into the hole. And like he had a nine iron there. And I think I remember right before he hit it, I remember tiger 19, right? He pulled an eight iron, just hit it to the, to the center of that green. And they told me he can't have nine iron. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like you got to yeah. hit that really good to get it there. And he didn't, but in hindsight, he wasn't going to be Scheffler for that. If he made part of there anyways. No, at some, at some point, I mean, you're down what five with or four or five shots with six holes to play. You can't be just making pars. So I respect right. it. He went down with the ship, which I get. Yeah, he went firing and he, you know, he came down still, you know, had a think he had a birdie on 16 and, and just just fought. Like I think what he'll think about is the first hole and the 18th hole on Thursday. He doubled both of those. Mm-hmm. He had a we finished with a four under. So if he makes par on those, he's you know, four strokes better. 
Yeah, it changes yeah, everything too because the next couple of days when he comes out the next day, you don't have to be so aggressive because I mean, right. you're under in the first round. You're when just... you get it, when you double the first at the Masters and then you get it to six under and then you double eighteen, you're like all that all that work you did to like get an f- unbelievable score and you just throw it away with a six on eighteen, just brutal. Yeah. So I mean, I had Cam and I, I picked Cam last week in my suicide pools. Him and Brooks was a utter fucking disaster um but cam i'm I'm gonna pick cam now for the next 10 years of the masters yeah it just it it, he loves to be creative he talks about it all the time and same like that's why jordan always plays well there usually missed a cut the shoot but you can you can play a little bit more artsy fartsy golf and that's what cam likes to do right i yeah i love watching cam golf it's very entertaining it's like he's very he, fun. He's, off the tee, you have no idea where he's going to be, and then he no. just makes it happen from there. I, he changed my whole outlook on him. I, like, I'll be a fan of his from that final round, following him around at Sawgrass, and I told you about that after that event where he waited on like the 14th hole or whatever there for the drivable par four, and Paul Casey went before him and hit iron, and he just sat there nonchalantly with driver just waiting and like with a lead everything I, I remember just looking at me like this guy is fucking cool man <laughs> and like yeah. he just shows that he never looks rattled he never looks overly excited he's just he's just a baller so yeah it was a tough finish for him but i think he's gonna be there time and time again and i said it after the players championship he's one of the guys and you don't see it a lot on tour where they go try to go out and win a golf tournament instead of just trying to like hang around and be there at the end and when you mm-hmm. play like that you're gonna get both results and, and that's i love how he did masters yeah, I love how he didn't play at all in between the ma- in between the players in there, and they they asked him like, "What have you been doing?" And he was like, "Ah, my dad's here, so my dad was in town, so we played sawgrass a few times." But he's like, "I just been working on chipping and putting." He's like, "Game's pretty good." <laughs> it's like it was, it was really good. It was a really good game. Yeah, it was. So he's uh, he's a master of it, and you know, it, I, I love that dude. There's so many good players, but I want to talk about some some guys that are kind of bums. Um. Can I start? This might be a Please. very can this might be a very hard take. Um John Rom stinks. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Little... I don't John give Rom a fuck. Stinks. John Rom stinks. He stinks. <laughs> Everyone is just on That's their the number knees. Two in the world. I don't care. He doesn't he, won, he like, doesn't <laughs> He doesn't win golf tournaments, bro. He's a one A golf tournament. I know it's amazing when we start the year, year, he's won a golf tournament and everybody's like, he is prime Tiger Woods. No I thought this not. was going to be the year of Rom where like he was like a top five every tournament. And I've been very wrong. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't stink, but like at some point you just have to like start winning golf tournaments. And instead of being every time we come on the podcast, like, man, I can't believe John Ron came in third, man. I can't believe he coming fourth. He's amazing. Well, who cares? No. And I, I don't know how he's not, his putting has been off, but like, all I remember is him just carrying the Europeans at a, at a really difficult whistling straights last September. And now like he just can't, he's just a random guy on Sunday as you see. Yeah. It's very, it's very strange. You know, who else stinks. Um, Justin Thomas stinks. Justin Thomas stinks. <laughs> he's, um, he had, he had, uh, what's his name on the bag. He had, uh, you know, all this momentum coming in and he would like make these brief runs and then fall right back, make these brief runs, fall right back. I mean, he hasn't contended in a, in a major since what he, when he won the PGA years ago. Yeah. That was his only, uh, major champion. It is insane. Like I get everyone gets on Rory because obviously he hasn't won a major championship in what eight years now or seven years. Mm-hmm. 
we're sneaky coming up on Justin Thomas is supposed to be one of the best players in the world. He has one, and it was five years ago. It was a PGA at Quail Hollow. The easiest major championship to win at Quail Hollow, which shout out Rory, but like Quail Hollow. Listen, JT has plenty of game. I'm not saying that, but like we expect so much more from him in these majors and he doesn't deliver. Dude, he hasn't he hasn't won since the players. Has he been in a final group since in a major since we you know, I can remember? I don't know. He's like what a you- younger Rory. He like he'll yeah, he'll fire like a- he'll yeah. Come out on a Sunday and fire like a six under and finish tight tied for tie for ninth. Like if he's T thirty coming into the final round, he'll play really well and end up in the top twenty, top ten. But if yeah. he's in the top five, he'll finish in the top twenty because he just plays like shit on Sunday. Give me another big name that stinks. Um Brooks Kapka. Stinks. What are you doing? Dude, he... <laughs> It's because uh, I, I bet on him for like top 20. I had him to win. I actually loved Brooks. Kep- I loved him. He was, um, he was, uh, he was the name I used on all my pools. My he was so, guy. he disappointed me. So it dude couldn't bot putt. He wasn't no. from, from six feet. He wasn't hitting holes. It was just, oh man, that just never had a chance to go in. And he was like two under early on Thursday. And then he shot like a 40 on the back and like just based, took himself right out of the tournament. Yeah, he was in it. I'm like, oh, Brooks is already only a couple back. Like, let's get my friend, you know, my friend, Brian, who doesn't, he watches some golf, not a ton. He's like, who do you like the masters? I, I got this pool. I go, Brooks Kepka. I love him. Friday afternoon, my buddy Brian's like, dude, are we even gonna make the cut? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have. I actually. You want to hear a guy that stinks? You yes. Want to hear a guy that stinks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Say it. Xander Shoffley stinks. Oh, he stinks. Stinks. Wow. <laughs> stinks. stinks. We were we we we've been naming him like as you've been picking him like all these events, and we keep saying like he's got it. He's never a factor. He's never a factor. He's never in it. Like I granted, he was in it last year at the Masters. He was right there. But then yeah. he literally choked the ball away on 16, which I didn't even think it was possible to hit it in the water with that pin location. You can throw it 60 yards past the pin and it just comes back to the hole. It's the easiest shot on the golf course on Sundays. Yeah. So he's just like, let me try to dunk this thing. And he yeah. just in the water. But has he been in contention at anything since? No, like at some point he's got to go out and win like the Detroit Open or something. like. Some he's going to win like Florida. the Rocket fucking Mortgage. Yeah, he doesn't even win those. That's like he's just he doesn't got a cool even name. contend in those. Like it's not. Oh, like it's, yeah. Oh God, he's so frustrating because he's so fucking good at golf, and then it's just like, where's Xander Shoffley? Oh, he missed the weekend at the Masters. You know who else stinks? Are you gonna say Spieth? Jordan Spieth, double bogeyed eighteen to miss the cut by one on Friday. Yeah, all you got to do is make bogey there. He's a wasn't he on shell. The, wasn't he like on the fringe of the green and he just took four shots for him to get it in the hole from there? Yeah, he's, he's pain, it was painful to watch him. Um, if I'm Scotty Scheffler, I never watch any film of Jordan Spieth. I never like mention his name because he was, the, he was supposed to be this young guy who's won, what, three majors, four majors? And they're like, he's the next Tiger Woods. He's unbelievable. He can't do anything wrong. And since then, he's done a lot wrong. And Scheffler, 25 years old, fellow Texan, Ignore Jordan Spieth for the rest of your career. I don't know if... um, So I was watching actually the highlights of Jordan when he won at Chambers Bay. What was that, 2015? DJ missed that putt on 18. Um, I don't know whose idea it was to change his golf swing. 
what he yeah. does before hitting a golf ball makes me want to shoot myself in the face. Brings his club up at a weird angle. Like, dude, right, he, I was going to do this. He had yeah, a like, beautiful action before. Very smooth. A normal looking golf swing. The wrist was hinged a little bit, but like a lot of good players in the world play like that. DJ, Kalmore, Cowell, Brooks, Kepka, They all hinge their wrists at the top. And for some reason, someone was like, Jordan, we got to get that out of there. And now he just, he, when he gets the club, when he addresses the golf ball, he doesn't know what to do with his body. Yeah. And like like his hips go way back. His arms are like, I don't, I don't know. Someone he coached the like, talent right out of him. He looks like, like what some guy what Sam, some like 20 handicapper would look like on the range after they've just watched 42 YouTube videos mm -hmm. and they get a club out there and they're like, okay, I got to bring my elbow up here. Like before I swing, I got to do this. Like he's like a, a 20 handicapper out there. And I he love won like Jordan. 92 majors. And I love Jordan. Speed. Yeah, I want him to be great. I I'm mad love that he Jordan Speed. And it's I'm mad that he stinks. Who else? Oh, you know who stinks? You know who stinks at golf? <laughs> you know who stinks at golf? Bryson? Bryson DeChambeau stinks at yeah! golf. I could have beaten him at the Masters this week. I don't give a fuck. He's terrible. Yeah. What was great about him, too, is like, I'm coming back from an injury. I've been out for a month or so. Like, Tiger Woods has been out for 500 days, almost died in a car accident. He made it through four rounds. Hey, buddy, if you don't think you can play golf all weekend, don't play golf all weekend. You look like a bozo. Augusta bozo. National is not the golf course you play in the wind injured when you can't move your wrist and back. You look like an idiot. No one yeah. feels bad for you at all. No. no one feels bad for you. He was the biggest non-factor this week. Like, just I didn't see one shot from Bryson DeChambeau. And I loved every second. No. I know. Cause like he used to be the bomber, right? And they're like, Oh, here, here he comes on a par five. He's going to let it rip. I didn't see one Bryson DeChambeau drive this week. This past Not a week single time on that par 67 golf course. No. <laughs> yeah. Another missed cut. We called it. We told you it was going to miss the cut. Yeah, I did. I bet. I bet on, I ended up betting on it. I didn't put it on my card. Yeah. I put some money on it. Smart. You know, who doesn't suck at golf? And I don't uh, want to be, I, no, I don't want to be biased. Did you have fun watching Rory on Sunday? Yes. Uh, yes. But to the point where like, he was so far behind. It was yeah, like, it was, but it was, it was a bummer that he was just too far back. He was too far back. Like his, yeah. his, his whole out on 18 was awesome, but it's like, cool. Now you're in second classic yeah. Rory, like do this for four days. But wow. yes, it was fun. And it was fun to see him so happy. Well, happy Rory. I like, but it would have meant a lot more if he was, in serious contention their um their celebrate him and colin's celebration on 18 was awesome yeah. it was so yeah. sick the first first rory's alone celebration was amazing it looked like he had never celebrated before just arms flailing like, like all ah, the, ah. the all the energy just came out of his body at one time and just <laughs> nothing knew where to go it was just like a pure moment yeah. of just like ecstasy just like ah, and just yeah. like, and I got a, I got a million, like almost a million pages from Nick Faldo for that because right before that he spoiled it in the most like Nick Faldo way. And I'm amazed that there's some actually some Nick Faldo fans have reached out to me online. They're like, you didn't ruin anything. It was really good. Nick Faldo's the man. Nick Faldo is not the man. And he Nick went on Dan Patrick today and said like, oh, it was a rookie mistake. Like, dude, you're not a rookie. You've been calling golf for like years. And what he did there, like if you were watching it, you know, like. Cameron Smith's lining up his putt in 13 and all of a sudden fouled out of nowhere. It was, oh my God, something big just happened and this it's going to change this tournament. This is a big thing. Wow. I'm not going to spoil it, but you're going to be amazed when you see it. And Jim Nance is like, yes, you are. Okay. All right, we're going to show it. And all of a sudden they're like, here's Rory in the bunker. I'm like, I bet this goes in. <laughs> and I wrote something immediately. 
about how Nick Faldo ruined this amazing moment. People are like, he did not ruin anything. He ruined it. Oh, he absolutely. fucking ruined it. And he sucks at his job and he should be fired and he should be gone. Like we got to listen to Shane Bacon and Colt Nost call it on the on the Masters app. Those two are terrific. Terrific. Instead, we get Nick Faldo, who a couple of weeks ago was talking about he kept saying some joke on 18 with some some shark or something joke over and over and over again. We get this bullshit week in, week out, and then he spoils one of the best moments of the Masters. And he goes, oh, rookie mistake. You're not a rookie. I'd, I'm I am very unsure as to why Nick Faldo, for some reason, has this like aura around him that he's one of the best announcers like in sports. Everyone's like, <laughs> oh my God, Nick Faldo's on the call today. Thank God. I don't, until he stinks that he is a terrible announcer on television. He's been he's, that like, for so long. Bad. Golf fans know that. Golf fans have to listen to it week in and week out. And so if you're a casual, just jumped in, watch the Masters, you're probably like, oh, here's Nick Faldo. There's a voice I'm used to every April, listen to on a Sunday. He stinks. And what he did was an abomination on Sunday. He's he is genuinely bad at his job. And like at that point, Rory's not he's just not going to win. But he's also the closest man to Scotty Scheffler. Like it would have been a little everybody on the couch would have been like, oh, shit. OK, yeah. it, like three shots now, like he's still got to hit a couple really hard shots coming down the stretch. But he just took all the air out of the building like it was it. Faldo said today, too, he's like, you know, we try to play off like everyone watching heard the crowds go nuts. So like they knew something had happened. So, you know, I just tried to not spoil it. It's like we we've all heard Masters Wars before. <laughs> you know, you know, you can go. And it wasn't like it was it wasn't like when Cam Smith was lining up his putt. We didn't even hear the roars while we were watching it. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, for him to just be like, oh, you know, people heard it. It's not my fault. Like, no, dude, you screwed up, dude. Uh, watching TV, like any of the streams or whatever. Watching TV and watching a certain thing happen, right? Somebody's putting for birdie, somebody's putting for par or whatever. And hearing the roar at Augusta National, like not from the, you know what I'm saying? Like not from yeah. the group. You can just hear it yeah. is the instant like, oh shit, let's <laughs> go. Something just happened. And like the next shot pans over and you might know it's coming, but at the same time, it's like, is this guy actually about to do this? And he just took that away from us. But you brought up Shane Bacon and Colt Nost. Yes. I do not know how the higher powers at golf, whoever's in charge of television, NBC, CBS, doesn't listen to those two guys do featured groups and be like, oh, man, you know who would be really good to be full-time golf announcers at every single tournament we ever do ever? Oh, Shane Bacon and Colton House. They could fit right in, and they're like the younger crowd that you're looking for. Like, they're hip to Twitter, Instagram. Like, they're, they're, they're like the young golf. They're like, they're, you know, they're, they're both the young golf fans who young golf fans like to listen to. It's not yeah. a hard call. Jim, Jim Nance, Nick Faldo are like, was like your grandfather's favorite announcers. Correct. And like Jim Nance is still good. Like fine, I yeah. love hearing his, I love hearing his voice. He's a great, he's a great facilitator. He's just at yeah. the top of the key, just passing it around, but his sure. voice is iconic, right? Get Faldo out of there, get all the other 95 year olds out of their fucking towers all around Augusta national and just start sprinkling in like Shane Bacon, Colt Nose, those kind of guys. And it would just make it so much better. But for some reason they, they want to stick with all these people that played golf in the 1940s. And like, yeah, and I was so glad to the game at all. They're like, man, my day I had one yeah. iron into fucking 12. It's yeah. Like, there was one shot on like 18 or something like Faldo was always amazed by how, like uh, how far they hit the ball. They're like, Oh, he's hitting a three iron here. He's probably going to try to leave himself 60 yards out. And it goes on the green. It's like, do you even know how far these guys hit their clubs now? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't get it. 
and like Colt knows and like Shane were calling the feature groups all weekend. It was like Thursday with them calling the tiger. It was like, it was perfect. It was perfect television. And they're all, I mean, Colt played on tour. Like he obviously knows what he's talking about, but I'm pretty sure Shane Bacon is also like a plus two or a plus three handy. Yeah. Shane's really good. I'm, from, like, I'm old friends with Shane. They're from sticks. Our Yahoo days. Yeah. Shane's really good. Every year he, he almost, he tries to contend for a uh, local USAM, uh, try to get into the, the US open. Um, right, right. So it's not player. like you're it's not like you're taking all like the old timer PGA tour winners out of the booth and putting up like me and you. It's like, no, yeah. these guys are like, know their shit and know the guys on tour. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Shane, the, the guys on tour have better relationships with Colt, Colt Nose and Shane Bacon than they do with Ian Baker Finch. Right. You know what I mean? So like they just yeah. know more about what's happening on a day to day basis on the tour. Yeah, and they both have you know good uh, podcasts where they talk to the young golfers and like they're in the mix. Like no one's going up to Nick Faldo and being like, "Oh, Sir Nick, so nice to see you." Oh my gosh, how are Correct. you? Correct. Yeah, they're in the mix. Nick Faldo yeah. and Ian Baker Finch and uh, these other people are just not in the mix. No. Dottie's great though. Dottie, Dottie needs to. Dottie needs to work the rest of her life. She's a baller. Whenever you see her like in the background of the shot, she's just like just a bulldog. Just God, like she's she the walk best. like ninety holes a day. She's she's, she's great. What else from the Masters? Scotty Scheffler. Let's talk about Scotty Scheffler. He said before the round on Sunday, he was in tears. He had anxiety. He was telling his wife that he's like, I don't think I, I belong here. Um, to, he's very religious. So we, we went back to his religion, which is you know good for him. But it's amazing whenever like a high-end athlete like that tells you like how nervous they are before such an event like that. And then and, for him to go out and do what he did was just like, you heard that Sunday night? You're like, what? All right. Wow. Okay. And it makes the up and down on one even that more impressive because he had a very like tight lie, <laughs> short sided. That's when like when you're really nervous, the hands get a little jittery and you like chunk it or blade it or something. But he just nipped it to two feet, tap and par, go to a par five. Yeah, there's another hole like that where it's a big turnaround. I think it was on 10 where like uh, Cam hit his drive into the woods, chipped out and put it to like four feet. And he thought like he was going to get it, pick up a stroke there because Scotty went left of the green down that hill and cam ended up missing his putt down the hill for par so he got bogey and scotty shuffer got up and down for par it's like this guy and he did yeah. that a couple of times at uh the api a couple uh, last month when he had those two unbelievable bars on the back like he's like you said he, he, the guy loves to golf loves to compete and tw- 25 oldest 25 year look 25 year old looking dude out there just balled out yeah he at at the very least, how old is he? Like 35, 37? I uh, posted a picture of him from his press conference. I sent it to you. I yeah, it to you. Yeah. He looks like a, like a father from some ABC sitcom. You know, like, yes, works all day, comes home, wife yells at him for stuff. Oh, all right, all right. I'm just going to get a glass of whiskey and be a parent to these kids. Yeah, like Scheffler Construction on an ABC show. He, like, yeah, fixes now, houses. Now life, now life changes for him. Like, he, he won those three big events before. Now this, this, this one's huge. And now he goes to Southern Hills for the PGA, where he said that's his favorite course that he's ever played, which is unbelievable. He's played it a bunch. And is this going to be the time where I finally like think about picking Scotty Scheffler? He was the easiest pick last week in the, in the world, and I just ignored it. And a lot of yeah. people in my pool ignored it. A lot of people didn't pick him. Why didn't we pick him? I um I quote tweeted. Uh, I made like a two second um Photoshop a couple weeks ago <laughs> oh, yeah. at the match play when he. Really I think it was Photoshop. I think he, he advanced from like the round the into like the round of 16 or something or it's after he won a match or whatever. And I just threw Hideki and Scotty on top of like, I think it was, I don't know, 
uh, Tiger and DJ or whatever. And I was like preview of 15 days. So two weeks ago, I knew Scotty was going to win. And then when it came time to betting on him, I didn't. And then someone comments on my, on the, when I retweeted it, he goes, why didn't you bet on him? And I'm like, cause I'm an idiot. That's why <laughs> it's too easy. Yeah. It's too easy of a bet to make. Yeah. yeah. It was too win. easy. So I didn't do it. I later on this, in this podcast, I'm going to say that I've, I'm picking him for the RBC this weekend. You're picking who? Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> I know he's not playing, but I've, I've learned my lesson. I'm picking him every week. Picking Scotty Scheffler I get every that. week. That's fine. From oh, now on. God. I love Scheffler. Scheffler? Yeah, Scheffler. Scheffler? Scotty's the best. Yeah, my great masters. Unbelievable masters. And uh, the masters, like they had that great. Um, drone video that went through the clubhouse on Sunday morning. Like the masters have like totally opened up what used to be a, such a closed course. And so it was like, I was sitting there like a kid just like, Oh my God, look, there's a clubhouse. There's the, there's the champions locker room. There's this. I do have a question for you. Go. And this was going around for a little bit. I don't think, I think it came out after we recorded our podcast last week. So I didn't ask you about it. Uh, did you watch the do perfect thing with Bryson? I haven't watched it. I didn't watch it either. Um, <laughs> I I don't like it. Yeah, you old. You're an old man. Did you like it, or do you like I didn't the con- watch it. Do you? No, no, no. I'm asking you. Do you like the concept of it? Yeah, it doesn't hurt anybody. No. Yeah, it's just whatever. Let them. They want to hit hockey sticks around the twelfth hole and hit a hockey stick. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's true, I guess. Actually, <laughs> I don't care. Actually, you know what? I probably didn't like it because it wasn't me. Yeah, probably. The, I just like how probably the like, jealousy factor coming out of me. There's so much bullshit in the world too. Uh, like, I, it's just a fun video to, for Do Perfect. They just make fun content for like kids. Kids love that shit and they watch it. Like, like they're they have like nine million subscribers. But I love how people are like, yeah, this is gonna like people like kids are gonna see this video and then go, oh, what's the Masters? I want to watch that. And like, that's not gonna happen. What <laughs> kids watching that and then you're going, oh, and then they're gonna turn on the Masters on Thursday and be like, so where are the hockey sticks? I don't know hockey sticks. Well, how can what was it? Just some guy, be quiet. This guy's hitting a golf ball. Be very quiet. <laughs> There's no carryover from a dude perfect video. No, no. People so. like people love to be so lazy about that. Like this is gonna really grow the game. Is it? It's absolutely not. Is it gonna grow the game? It's absolutely not. People's ideas for what's gonna grow the game. And I think the game is too overgrown, to be honest with you, because tea times are hard to get and a lot of people, slow players are out there. Bro, I tried playing. I um yesterday. So we're going to NOLA on Sunday, which yes. that trip is slowly creeping up on me. We leave in yeah. like six days. I haven't done it. Yeah. Five days, whatever. Um, so I'm like, I don't want to be the first round of golf I play all year to like be in front of Andy and a camera and all this shit. So yeah. I, I went out and played golf the other day. I had to check like four or five different courses before I could just like walk on and play nine at like 3.30 in the afternoon on a Monday. Yeah, it's unreal. It's unbelievable. That's why I left Los Angeles. You can you can never get tea times in Los Angeles. Every everything was booked. You could go like, oh, you can play Saturday at four fifty five p.m. when the sun goes down at six o'clock. Like, why are we gonna do that? But yeah, have you ever played in front of, on a camera before? I played in front of camera. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Well, you did too. Yeah. Where'd you do it? Hmm. Where'd you play it? Where was that? Jersey, I think. I filmed a video. But yeah, we're going to New Orleans. My on old Sunday. company. We're gonna play golf on Saturday, shoot some videos. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Saturday, Sunday. Saturday. When are we playing golf? No, you don't get in. To, I think we're going. I think we're playing golf on Monday. Yeah, we go. We get down there Sunday. We play golf Monday. Oh, oh yeah, we get there on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and then I have a 5 a.m. flight out of there on Tuesday, Wednesday morning. Oof. Oof. That's holy shit. It leaves at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Damn. So you got to be at there's the nothing at like 3 30 in the morning. There's no other way to fly out of, fly out of uh, New Orleans to Jacksonville. One, one tried to take me to Austin, Texas. I'm like, Austin, Texas is the other way. Correct. And they're like, yeah. They're like, oh, that's a good flight. And they're like, it's going to be 13 hours because you have a six hour delay in, uh, in New York City. I'm like, why am I going to New York City? Why am I going to do a six hour? Uh, it's, a fast, it's a faster drive for you. Yeah, it's like 10 hours. 10 hours? hours. Uh, driving out the 10 out there is brutal. But enough about me. Let's get on to the RBC Heritage. The RBC Heritage. Well, you can give us a little um, personal insight this week because you played uh, Harbor Town. I played it like in the infancy of my uh, of my uh, time here at Twilight Nine. Um, I went out there last Thanksgiving with my family and went and snuck out on a Friday morning or Wednesday morning before Thanksgiving and played it. Unreal course. Pete Dye. Beautiful, tight as it's everything you could expect it to be. But uh, I can't wait to watch to see how certain holes are played. There's par five, 15th hole. It was like one of the most beautiful, like three shot par fives. And there used to be this huge tree that was there. It was like, a, it went up like a hundred yards up a hundred feet up in the air. And like players used to hate that tree because they they couldn't it protected the green basically. And then lightning took it down. My caddy told me. And so like the players can now get there and pretty easy, but the whole course itself, a lot of people knock it for being tight and small and beat die and whatever. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was tremendous in those closing holes, as we all know, 17 and 18, especially just it's beautiful. So I can't I wait to watch it. It's the perfect course to mix it up a little bit, just because a lot of the places you can kind of bomb it and wherever it goes, it doesn't super matter. Uh, mm-hmm. This it does. If you try to bomb it, it all over the place, you're going to shoot a thousand and you're not going to make the weekend. Yeah, there's a lot of hanging trees. There's a lot of you got to put the ball here. And if you don't put the ball there, then you, you're going to have um, you have to get creative um, at par four ninth hole. It's drivable, but there's a there's a little bunker in front of it. So like we drove up to like 40 yards. I get a great drive. You're 40 yards from the green. And for an amateur, you're like, great. Now I got to hit like this 40 yard chip shot over this bunker. There's a bunker in the back. Like everything's classic Pete die, you know, risk reward, you know, like, oh, you think this is be good. Now you're screwed. So that's, I'm, I'm looking. I like this tournament every year because it's such a nice little, like, relaxing break from the Masters intensity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it should be fun. It's always hard to follow up the Masters too. Like, man, I just watched so much golf. Last so week. much golf. Like, I mean, Thursday through Sunday, I was watching. Obviously, it starts later on the weekend, but like, I mean, I was on my couch for the first tee time of the day, and I didn't leave it until everybody was done. Wearing, yeah, wearing down ESPN Plus, and like, yeah, you would watch all day long. And like the 18th hole, last group, like the sun will be going down. You're like, man, I've been here on this couch the whole goddamn day. Yeah, you start looking around. It's getting dark outside. I had like, to get out man. Friday morning and chip balls and stuff, hit balls in the range for a while, just because I like just I just spent way too much time in front of the TV on Thursday. Just to do something. Like Tiger tees off at 140. I'll go do something for two hours. I'll come back. Oh, true. Uh, for actually for a field the week after a major championship, especially the Masters, the field's Great actually low key pretty loaded. Really loaded. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be fun. Um, last year, defending champion, Stuart sink, he shot, remember he shot 63 on Thursday and Friday ended up, I think he ended up winning by what? Five, four shots. Yeah. It's a nice story with him and his son on the back and his family. Yeah. By the way, uh, tiger bro- broke out sinks nickname the other day on TV. Did you see that? No. He goes, uh, they're t- like, his post round things like, yeah, it gets crazy here. Like on Thursday, uh, kitchen hit a hole in one on 16. That was cool to hear. <laughs> That's funny. Kitchen. <laughs> Stuart singing calls him kitchen. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I have no, I had no idea he did. That's funny. 
Oh. Uh, it was great. I was like, what? Kitchen? No, I'm calling he just says it's a nine times. Like, yeah, and then on Thursday, kitchen got that whole one sixteen. That was good. Unbelievable. Uh, the golf course, Harbortown Golf Links, par 71, 7,121 yards. It's a shorty. Uh, we just said it. Driving accuracy is huge. You need to be in these fairways. Uh, forces you to kind of shape it both ways, which is very interesting because a lot of guys only like to shape it one way. So forcing them to shape it all directions is fun. Short game is important because these greens are tiny. You're going to miss a lot of greens. So short game got to be dialed in. Uh, data golf information course fit. Number one is Austin country club. Number two is sea Island. And number three is actually YLI for the, um, Sony shout out. Hi Decky mm-hmm. won there earlier this year. Trending Shane Lowry is number one of the people in the field. Last three starts T 12, T 35, T three JT is number two, T three, T 35, T eight and cam Smith T 33 win T three percent chance to win. Number one is Cameron Smith at 5%. Number two is Patrick Cantlay. I don't know how they get that at 4.9%. And Justin Thomas is at 4.9%. Uh, betting odds going through the top 10. JT is the betting favorite at 1200. Call Morikawa is at 13. Cameron Smith is at 15. So is Patrick Cantlay. DJ Shane Lowry and Matthew Fitzpatrick are at plus 2000. Webb Simpson, Russell Henley, and Daniel Berger are at plus 3000. Mm. Any surprises in there? Um, DJ, just because I don't think he plays his place well. He's yeah, a I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Patrick is up that high. I know he's had a couple good finishes here in the past, but he's just like not playing that good golf right now. So. No, he was another name I was going to bring up. Yeah, he, I, he made the weekend, um, but he was never a factor. And no, I always he, feel like Augusta is going to be a place where he's going to be a factor. Yeah, I didn't even, I don't even remember if I saw him on TV over the weekend. Uh, last week's results, we didn't get an outright, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, so I met Brooks Kepka and Xander. I had them outright, both missed the cut. My other four outright picks ended in the top 15 and I didn't get a winner. So that's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Rory, JT, Shane Lowry, and Tommy Fleetwood. So it was, it was a tough guy to pick to win it all. And, and, you know, yeah. It's, t- it's tough to pick the uh, world number one in the biggest tournament. <laughs> <of the year. laughs> uh, position plays though. We did really good. We hit, we cashed Willie Z for a top 20. Uh, Rory for a top 10 tiger to make the cut Shane Lowry for a top 20. I saw we were up three and a half units on position plays. So decent week. Who's the, uh, who's the first name you got this week for the RB Shay? Uh, Webb Simpson, big web. People are forgetting about web. He loves this. Right. Person. He was injured for a while to start the season, but one here in 20, 2020, uh, second here in 2013, eight top twenties, uh, just seems like a, a place that he knows well and can play well. And there's once the, the master's pressure is off, it seems like a place that he would be successful at. I so agree. plus 3000 to win. Uh, I like web, especially at a golf course. He loves so much. Like usually yeah, he, it just he seems would like, be like plus two plus 18 probably here, but yeah, like he likes here. He likes uh quail hollow and always plays well, at both of those. And so that's one of those guys I like at plus so he's plus 3000 to win so his top 20 is probably plus money what plus 120 130 let's see here that might be worth it just be, that feels like a like a safe bet web top 20 for like plus 120 130 right. I, don't have, I don't have typico open uh web is plus 190 for a top 20 he's plus 190 for a top 20 yeah Jordan yeah. Spieth a plus one ninety for a top twenty two. I don't. I wouldn't put anybody on Jordan Spieth this week. Yeah, and this week is a golf course that you have to be like dialed in with everything. And Jordan is uh, less than dialed in right now. Be, I've, we're going to see a lot of Jordan hitting like from behind trees, not of trees this week. Correct. 
Um, my first name, I talk about him all the time just because I'm a ride him until he gets his first win, obviously. And I don't want to hear mm-hmm. shit because it worked with Scotty and all of a sudden he's the number one player in the world. Uh, uh, Mav. <laughs> but he played at um, he played at the Valero a couple weeks ago and I was yeah, a little bit bumming because I had him as an outright and I think he was only two back going into the final round and I was like, oh, damn. He's like legitimately got a shot. And then I heard on ESPN Plus coverage that he got food poisoning. So I don't uh, love that. No. So he shot like two over in the final round. Dude was just shitting himself on a golf course. So I was very upset. We got to get Mav on the show because he has no idea that there's a young man in this world that just is pulling for him every week. He's, he, every week he tees it up in the tournament. <laughs> every week. He's made me a lot of money. I didn't, know, I didn't even know he was playing this week. Yeah. So hopefully the food poisoning isn't it. But he was top five here last year. He tied for fourth here. Um, his game's in good shape. Hope so. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he has recovered from f- food poisoning. Sucks. Have you ever got food poisoning? No. I've went to. I've gotten from. I have gotten it from the same restaurant twice. I've been there twice. Gotten food poisoning twice. Never go back. I decided to shout him out. Second, decided to give it a second chance. Went back. Same thing. Shout him out. You want to know? It's. I think it's like <laughs> a big. I think it's like a big restaurant. What? Yeah, um. Ah oh, shit. Uno. Exactly. Do you have Uno? Pizza Uno's? Pizza Uno's? No, no, no. It's like a, I think it's like a restaurant, like Uno bar, restaurant, sport. I don't know. I think it's a chain. Deep dish, deep dish pizza place? I don't think so, dude. All right. Well, we're, we're way off there. But yeah, all right. We'll right protect off. Uno. So check. Uh, you, were, you were taking Mav McNeely because he finished tied for fourth year last year. There's a guy he tied with for fourth year last year that I like this week. Yeah, uh, fifty. Corey, oh. Corey Connors. Yeah, was he T mm-hmm. six at the Masters last week? Uh, T eleven at Bay Hill. T four here last year. He seems like one of those younger guys. That's he's got a win already, right? Uh, yeah, he won the Valero in twenty nineteen. That's right. Yeah, he feels like uh, one of those younger guys that's going to pick up another win. Yeah, it's just if his um, if he can putt. True. I think I think we might be better putters than Corey Connors. Like he's so good with the drive, he's very accurate with the with everything. He hits greens, he hits fairways. He just can't really putt. So he's plus three thousand to win. He's Which right like. there with Sungjae, Russell Henley. The card might be Burke. loaded. The card might be loaded with top twenties this week. Yeah, like Matty Fitz is another one. He's going to be a very popular pick. But like this golf course is kind of like tailor made for Matthew Fitzpatrick, like accuracy, putting. Matthew Fitzpatrick every week too. Uh, dude, I just keep picking the guys that just make me a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> he just every Matty hasn't finished outside the top fourteen this year in a stroke play event. Jesus. Well, he missed the cut at the play. Besides the players, which I didn't, I didn't bet on Matty fit the players, but he yeah. just finishes in the top twenty every single week that he plays. So like, why not keep betting him for a top twenty? Smart. You know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. He's he's inside the top 20 on tour and strokes and approach around the green putting. Obviously, all of those are huge here. Um, his last four starts at the RBC, T4 last year, T14 in 2020, T14 in 2018. Made the cut in 2019. So, shout out. Okay. And he's got to win at some point. Yeah. Um. Our guy, Russell, our guy Russell Henley's in for a big week this week, I think, too. You like Russell this week? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, let's see. Let me get my note. He's been one of the most... He hasn't missed a cut 
well, he didn't make the include it's so it's so frustrating trying to once they play the match play trying to include stats because like i don't want to include the match play no so like when i was writing all my articles this week i had to be like in six stroke play event starts in uh, seven stroke but you know what i mean it's uh, annoying uh, yeah. i hate that yeah so outside of the match play he hasn't missed a cut on tour since the open last year damn the dude just makes the weekend and plays well He's finished T33 or better in every stroke play event start in, in 2022, including four top 20s. Uh, he missed the cut here in 2019 and 2020. He was a top 10, though, last year. He's 23rd in driving accuracy, ninth in greens of regulation, first in strokes gained approach, top 30 in strokes gained around the green. So he's playing well in all the key stats for the course. He does very well. So mm. plus 155 like for a top 20, plus 3,000 outright. You know I love a Russell Henley heater. I love a Russell Henley heater. I think it's just a chandelier. Somebody randomly picked them last week in the match on live from to, to contend. I was like, yeah, all right, Russell Henley got a contention <laughs> nod at the Masters. I like it. Yeah, hell yeah, why not? Uh, let's go chalk. Let's go big name. Big name. Big name. I'll... Colin Morikawa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a golf course that went out eventually. Yep. He's uh, his iron play, obviously, um, at this place is going to be key. I love the way he finished this past weekend at the Masters. Uh, I love his lopsided haircut. Uh, <laughs> he finished, he was, oh, yeah, he was in the final group last year with uh, Stuart Sink and didn't play well at all, finished tied for seventh. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not going to be a big numbers guy. What's his? They can't get money for him on the top 20. I know you, 10, uh, you're making 55. me you're making fun of me for going just back to the well, but I also think um, I think Shane Lowry is going to have a good week this week too. Yeah, Shane Lowry. I, I feel like each week I watch him in contention. I'm like, wow, why did I think to pick him? Like he's yeah. just been playing so like well in these tournaments. Yes, for his last, he's only started four times. Stroke play event starts in 2022. Um, Second at the you don't have to say stroke play events here. Don't we'll forget all We're about inferring that. that now. From now on, I'm not saying it again. Yeah, uh, runner up at the Honda T13, T12, T3 at the Augusta. So Damn. he missed the cut here in 2020, but 2020 was kind of weird because it was right after COVID. It was, the I think it was what the, the first or second event back. Um, yeah, he tied for ninth here last year in third in 2019. Ooh, I think Shane Lowry's going to be my pick this week. Yeah, he's going to be one of my picks for sure. Plus 2,000, he's due. I didn't even know. I know he won the Open in 2019. He won a PGA Tour event before that in like 2015. I don't even think he had like a beard. Wow. I didn't know that. I thought he only had one win, but he's due for another one. He's just playing way too good right now. So just going back to the well, baby. I love it. I think Shane's going to be my pick this week. I know. I just A name just popped up to me on this. For plus five thousand, and I'm just I'm going on PGA Tour to look at his um if he's ever played well here before. Who? What was his name? Tommy. Oh, Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy. I like one more guy on my list that um, had had some um, issues last week at the Masters. Wasn't very happy last week at the Masters. Oh God. I did, actually, before we get into that, uh, what did you think about what he said about Augusta after his round on Sunday? Do you think he was just being a pouty bitch, or do you think he actually thinks about uh, things like that? No, he's being a pouty little bitch. 
He got his ass handed. Like him. if you just play terrible golf in perfect conditions, it's not the golf course. It's you, dude. You you just played bad. Like, yeah, he was like that kid who like you know like is in a bad mood and his parents get him like a good meal and he's just gonna be like this meal sucks. Pizza sucks when he just pizza. Give it to like he's just he was ready to just. I, I said the same thing about Rory at Bay Hill. It's like, dude. I mean, you just you just got to play better. Like everyone, yeah. everyone's playing in the same. <laughs> Hadn't had, had the highlight of the year. Had my favorite highlight of all time this past weekend. Did you see? I think it was on thirteen when his putt's rolling away from the from the hole, and he takes his putter and like pretends it's a gun and starts randomly like shooting in the air. Dude, he's, <laughs> like, a, he's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. <laughs> you hear the the fans laughing like this guy is, and like the look on his face like. Oh, my putts are all away. I'll shoot that bird. I'll just shoot this gun in the sky. Dude, I'll shoot that. The best, it was just a unison moment on Twitter when the pairings came out for Sunday <laughs> yes. at the Masters. Everyone tweeted the same thing at the same time. Just put a camera on Billy Horschel and Terrell Hatton. All of every, all day. everything. All day. And I think that's why they put them in featured groups. It's like something mm-hmm. is going to happen and it's going to be well, those open mics too. Like those, those live mics and like Hatton on 13, you just drive on 13 on Sunday. He immediately, he just pulled it right into those trees. And like, he didn't even get to the back of his follow through before he transitioned to a slam. <laughs> so it was one motion. <laughs> that's all of us hitting a pull hook. You're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> He's the best, but he finished tied for the third here in 2020. And, uh, you know, he, got all that uh all that off his chest on sunday he goes up to uh, to hilton head what a place to relax and get back into the groove tyrell had to look out for him this week uh tommy fleetwood had a top 25 in 2019 he's only put in it he missed the cut last year top 25 but i mean tommy i think has five straight top 20 finishes now on tour really four four straight four t14 at the masters uh oh top 22 finishes top uh t14 at the masters t16 at the valspar t22 at the players t20 at the uh, arnold palmer so like he's playing really good golf and it, tommy's just a guy you want to root for like i want to see right. tommy win i, I don't know what it is back i remember someone saying on twitter or something if tommy fleetwood didn't have his hair cut the way it was would you be a fan of his would you even know who he was uh no i don't think so Right, <laughs> it would just be some random guy on tour, like oh, yeah, he plays well every now and then. Mm-hmm. But he's a he nice have, fella. He just has a gorgeous golf swing, though. Yeah, not a lot of guys when they hit a golf ball, it sounds like the way Tommy Fleetwood makes a golf ball sound when he hits it. Yeah, and he did some recently. Did some like thing with uh, this big YouTube golfer guy uh, who's over in England. I forget his name. He does these videos, but he and Tommy played like eighteen holes together, and played and like wintry conditions over in england and tommy was carrying his own bag and he was just like yeah it was like like it was starting to rain at times he's like yeah whatever like he wasn't like that like classic t- like anybody on the, the pga tour would be like what, what are we doing here why am i shooting this video yeah. with this guy but he like had fun he competed with him he's like yeah it was a fun round good, good playing with him yeah he's just a guy you want to a see. nice guy i might yeah. I'm a, i might bet on tom he wasn't on my notes but he has a top 25 here four straight t22s are better i'll root for tommy mm-hmm. He'll go on the card for a top 20, folks. Everybody out there that wants to tail my bets this week, he'll be he'll be on there, baby. I like Tommy. Yeah, I'm gonna what go is he for a top 20? Two plus 230 for a top 20. That's, That's a bad. lot. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take that. Take that all day. Hell yeah. 
Any uh, any last uh, minute guys before we get out of here for the day? Our next episode will be filming um, on a golf no, course. Yeah, looking forward to it, which will be fun. Yeah, I need to uh, figure out my putting. I played uh, uh, played Saturday. We played our last three holes in just like hurricane type conditions, and I played a two on two match. And midway through the match, I realized I didn't know how to putt anymore, and I did my best to not show my my. Uh, dismay with my putting because i didn't want them to start making me put out three footers because i was mm-hmm. so terrified of them and I actually hit a four footer on 18 to tie the match hey, um, hey. but oh but, but i had to wait to hit that putt and the thoughts that were going through my head i'm like if i miss this putt because i've missed a ton of little, little putts all day i'm like not even like touching the hole like i'd get over the ball and I'd be like the putt before that i like jabbed at it like i had this motion i never had before and i'm like if you miss this putt you fucking loser you're never playing this game again. My friends were all sitting there waiting. Like it was a putt where they could have given it to me. And said like all square. Like, no, let's let him put this out. Like, ah. and I drained it. Thank God. Thank God. I know I played yesterday. I, so I got my new clubs. My oh yeah. Nike, yeah. Nikes right. are in the bag. So yesterday was the first, I went to the range once. Oh no, I didn't even go to the range. I hit in the simulator with them, but like, yeah. obviously I want to see where it goes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday was the first round, the first time I hit them outdoors. Where'd you play? Um, I just played up the street. We have a, there's a actually a pretty decently nice golf. I think it's called Crystal Lake or whatever. It's like 10 minutes from my apartment. But for some reason, it's one of the nicer ones in the area and it's T-sheet doesn't fill out, mm-hmm. which is nice. So just drove down the road. But I had a very, like the shanks kind of came back a little bit, which I didn't love. No. I get a little too, my problem is, sometimes I let my arms at a dress get a little too close to my body and I try to hit draws. So not to get like super golfy, but when your arms are really close to your body at a dress and you're trying to hit draws, you got to come from the inside and there's just no space there. So they get a little further away and then you start hitting hosels. And that's what I was starting to do. But it was very weird. Like one, I made par nuked to three wood hit a great pitching wedge. It just two putter for par. Second hole, shanked a four iron, like shanked it 90 degrees, (laughs) uh, hit a wedge to like 20 feet and then made bogey. Third hole, 310 yard, like pipe to drive, probably 300, 310. It was perfect. Par five, hit a six iron to the front of green, made birdie. Next hole, great three wood, shanked a seven iron into the woods, dropped another one, shanked it into the woods. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. And then I went down to the green, just put it and chip it a little bit. Next hole, perfect driver shank an iron hit a great iron make a bogey and then the next hole five iron flushed it on a par three three feet tapping for birdie jesus and then next hole i was getting off the tee great and it's then like when i like hit a jordan speed experience it was ridiculous it was crazy like when i just hit a fine iron i was making par and i made a couple birdies but when i was shanking it, i was just shanking golf balls very strange jesus. very weird there's round. nothing worse than a shot after a shank because you're like am i gonna do this for the rest of my life Am I just going to be a shanker? Am I going to forget how to play the game of golf? A part of me believes that the shanks are fully, fully in my DNA now. Like, regardless of when I'm playing good, like if I, like if we, when we play on Monday, I will shank a golf ball. That it'll just happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I'll do it every once in a while for sure. Even if I go to the range and I fix it, like, oh, dude, just get a little further away from the ball. I'll forget for one swing. Shank. There it goes. I I tell you last year, I was playing in LA before I left and I I had the shanks. And I went to the range beforehand because I had the shanks the night before at the range. And I went to the I went to the range at the course beforehand. I hit like 20 balls and like 15 of them were like hosel shanks. 
And they're like, all right, Mr. Nesbitt, you're on the tee now. And I go up there with my three buddies and I pipe a drive down the middle and I get over that second shot. And I'm like, this could go anywhere. Please just hit this good. And I hosel it and it goes like 90 degrees right. And there's a golf cart, a guy in a golf cart driving to a different hole. Like it's so far right to my right. Like I'm yelling four and he doesn't think it's me yelling at him. Like, <laughs> I'm not. And the ball rattles around his cart. It goes into his car goes <laughs> and comes out and he slams on his brakes. I'm like. I'm like, first of all, I'm like freaked out because I just hosel it. I'm like, oh my, and then I'm like, oh my, God, I almost killed a guy. I go up to him, like, I'm so sorry. He's like, where the, what the hell was it? What we reshot? I'm like, oh, I had him yesterday. He's like, I don't care about your past history. Like, <laughs> so he drives away. I drop a ball. I like 60 yards in and I'm over that shot. I'm like, just quit the game. Just leave right now. You don't have to do the shot. I was terrified. Ended up shooting 39 on the front that day. Bro, I would rather be slicing the golf ball 120 yards to the right than having than getting the shank. It, oh. it is the most unsettling feeling oh. standing over a golf ball and being like, this could go fucking anywhere. Every, yeah, because everything in your body tells you to go fast. Yeah. And like, it's, that's the worst thing you can do. You got to slow everything down. But your if shank is like, oh, no, I just want to get through this. Oh, I want to hit this ball. <laughs> if I swing harder, I won't shank it. If I swing, yeah, faster I swing, the faster this, thing, this experience will be over. I won't have to think about the shot. God, it is the, oh God, it's the worst. So I got to, tomorrow, the weather is going to be good before I go to work. So hopefully tomorrow I'll get the shanks out of me before we play. I'm playing great golf right now. I'm a to totally different person. Which that I like to hear that. I'm bombing my drive. Like, it's just ridiculous what's happening in my game. Which is the frustrating thing for me right now, because I've never been able to get off the tee very well. Like I've always been able to hit three wood off the tee pretty well. Um, but like, I'm all of a sudden like shaping my driver both ways. Like I hit a few cuts on demand yesterday, hit a draw down the middle of the fairway yesterday. I've never been able to do that, but no. I can't hit a pitching wedge from 140 yards. Oh man. Yeah. It's a weird combo. We played this par five the other day and there's water like splitting up. It's the two sides of the fairway, but they're like, oh yeah, the, the water is so far. You can't reach it. And so I bomb and drive down the middle. First guy up I'm like, oh, this feels great. But my club back, like, ah, oh, that ball just sailed away. We drive down there. I can't find my ball. I'm like, where's my ball? It's like two feet into the water. And you're like, you're happy because you bond it. You're like, huh? what? <laughs> and so I got angry and I took a second ball. And, I mean, I just dropped that ball and I took out like a hybrid. I'm like, I'll get to the green in two. And, and this anyway, and I hit into the water mm -hmm. and I'm like, calm down, slow down. I got a nine on the hole. I shot a 90 for the day, but like I was, man, everything's feeling really good right now. Good. Yeah. Next week should be fun. We're uh, yeah. doing, we're, we're, we're playing golf in New Orleans. I mean, how great is that? Hell yeah. We got some, uh, in, I don't know who we're interviewing, but you guys are going to hear from some people. Yeah. We'll have some names. We'll have some fun. Going to eat a bunch of po' boys and some, uh, we're going to put some, we're going to crush that corporate card and, mm -hmm. you know, probably drink, probably drink a little bit. A few cocktails. We got mm -hmm. our Airbnb near the, near the, uh, it looks sick. Color. Nice place. Yeah. Going to get some so. beignets in the morning. It's going to be a great week. I don't know. I You don't get down there till later on Sunday. I'm trying to play golf on Sunday, I think, if everybody yeah, else is down there. Mm -hmm. Especially with the shanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, brother. I'm going to go eat some lunch. We'll, we'll uh, enjoy the golf this week. RBC Heritage, great, fun course. If you're ever down at Hilton Head, play it. It's like 320 bucks, but it's worth it. It's fun. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so next week we'll talk to you guys from NOLA. We'll be down there at the Zurich just in the mix. But enjoy the RBC Heritage, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. See you.